0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, if you don't know, I have a premium channel to my podcast, four episodes extra month and of course no ads. And we've done topics like what is codependency and what to do if you are codependent, how to fight without fighting. And I've also done a series on attracting instead of chasing. Anyway, if you're interested, um, go to theangertherapist.com forward slash premium and you could sign up for these extra episodes. It's only five bucks a month, okay, so I just got home from New York, and you know that whole saying that um there's nothing like home. wait, is that a saying it's not there's no place like home, okay, um, when you're away and you come back, the feeling of oh, just a feeling of sleeping in your own bed, right? And, and you could go somewhere amazing. You could go to like Italy. You could go, it doesn't matter where you go. When you come home, just a feeling of sleeping in your own bed. And you start to appreciate all the little things that you may have taken for granted. Whether it is the water pressure in your shower, or in my case, um, I've got this cold plunge, uh, my motorcycle... Uh, my favorite little chicken place down the street, like all the things that in the day-to-day you may not think much about, when you're gone and you come back, it's it's almost like losing something. I think that's what it is. It's almost like losing something, you know, your favorite toy, or maybe your partner, I don't know. And then you miss the person or the thing, and then you get to experience them again, and... You have this w- wave of, of appreciation. Anyway, my point is, why is it that when we travel, we come home when we appreciate things? Why, why can't we appreciate things without traveling? And this is, <laughs> this is why I say, um, live like you're traveling. This is why I say, find life in your life. Um, and, you know, I think we know the answer. The, the the reason is just, you know, stretched over time, you get used to things. You get used to your own bed. You get used to uh, your motorcycle rides or your fitness. You get used to your favorite uh, coffee shops and all the things that you like to do in your hometown. You get used to all that. And so it doesn't become special anymore until you lose it. And it just takes a couple of weeks for you to come back and appreciate it again. So, what would it look like for you to, because it is hard, it's something I struggle with, which is why I'm making this episode, Um, what would it look like for you to actively appreciate the things that you have in your life without having to go somewhere and miss it? It's a practice, I know that for sure. And yesterday was a reminder of how I can tap into gratitude and and how it makes me feel because so right when I got home I I the first thing I did was I jumped into my my ice plunge because I haven't done that in weeks and it's become kind of a uh one of my life anchors and by the way a life anchor is three things required to have a life anchor in your life uh one it grounds you two um, it is threaded into your life, so it's not just a once-in-a-while thing. And three, it creates a space for flow states. It makes you extremely present. And so um, I think life anchors are pivotal. I think they're so important for us. and uh, We should have uh, many. Um, so some of my life anchors, as you may know, is my motorcycle makes me very present, produces flow states, grounds me. Uh, this Ice Plunge is a new life anchor. And then fitness. Fitness has been a life anchor of mine since I did my first squat at age 35 post-divorce. Um, of course, I have other life anchors like writing. Social uh, Producing content for social media has become life anchor. It's also work. I don't love it. Um, but there are times that it gives me all of those three things, the tenets of life anchor. And also podcasting. You know, Podcasting, uh, I've been doing it for a long time now. And uh, it's threaded into my life. It actually grounds me, me talking to myself. Uh, well, because it's purpose-driven, right? And it's something threaded into my life. And it produces flow states, or it can, you know? And so all of this, the the, the life anchors, the, the reason why they're important is because it changes your state slash frequency. So yesterday I came home and uh, I... Uh, quick story I almost lost my computer now if you're a writer like if you're a a paid writer meaning you have to turn things in and you write on a word doc and that word doc is not attached to any cloud (laughs) if you lose your computer you are in deep shit right And so I usually, I do this, um, I've been doing this since I was a screenwriter. Years ago, I have this tradition of emailing the last draft to myself. And that's my poor man's cloud right? And that's just what I do. And I haven't emailed the latest draft of my book, which I'm working on, uh, called Breakthrough Your Breakup. I haven't emailed that to myself in a long time. So what's on the computer um, is hours and hours and hours of work. And so if I lose the computer, I lose that, right? I could give a shit about the computer. I mean, the computer is replaceable, but the work that I did. And so yesterday on the plane, I I, uh, I forgot it on the plane. I don't know what I was thinking. I just was in a rush to get out, and I left it in the uh, little slip of the, of the seat. And uh, when I realized I forgot it, I started to run back in, and they – and they almost tackled me. <laughs> they are like, no, you can't go back in because I've already left the gate. And thank God, one of the uh, um, people on the plane found it and um, they held it for me. I did wait a couple hours. Uh, my point in saying this story is that it, that in itself, because it kind of ruined half my day, um, I was in a panic state. Uh, I was not in a good mood. I was also jet-lagged and tired. I didn't sleep the night before. And so I came into Los Angeles already just uh, in a bad state, lower frequency, right? And so when I got home, the first thing I did was the ice plunge. And I did it with a couple friends, so I got some social time. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to keep the keep inserting my life anchors. I, this is good. And so after the ice plunge, I got on my motorcycle And it was Sunday, so there's no traffic, so I rode around. And then I went and got some, uh, went to my favorite little uh, Peruvian chicken place, got some chicken, salad. And then I drove to my favorite coffee place and sipped, pour over coffee with a little dessert. And I did all this in a very mindful way, right? They weren't things on a checklist. There were things that I did by dropping into my body and asking myself what I needed after the uh, airport trauma (laughs) And all of it grounded me. And then by the end of the day, I was filled with gratitude. I was calm. I was looking forward to um, getting a good night's sleep, sleeping in my bed. It was like a a, a reset. And so yesterday was proof of of how effective it can be. You know, these uh, these life anchors. Now, you don't have to do four life anchors a day because, you know, we have shit to do, right? But just threading in a couple life anchors a day, things that like ground you. And it could be yoga. It could be your meditation. Um, for, for me, it's five days of fitness. It could be a run. It could be laying on the floor and listening to uh, an audiobook. I don't know, but whatever grounds you, whatever you can thread into your life, and whatever creates spaces for presence and flow. These are great... Think of them as like rungs on a ladder. They're great steps. They're going to give you handrails throughout the week to kind of stay at a higher frequency so you're not dipping. Anyway, that's my reminder for you today. And if you... Oh well, the other piece is uh, what I started this episode with, which is um, actively practice in your life the things that give you life and put weight on that, put value on that. Uh, here's an example of me not doing that, and I think I've talked about this before in my podcast. Um, my motorcycle, I talk a lot about how it 's my meditation machine, and I drive it as much as I can. I mean it's one of the reasons why I live in LA is because of the year around uh, riding weather. and a lot of times when I'm on my bike, I think about all the things that I want to do to it, right because um, I'm a bit of a gearhead and you could customize a motorcycle. it's endless and so there's all these things I want to do to it. I want new suspension, I want new this, new that. And all of that thinking pulls me out of the life anchor and makes me feel lack instead of gratitude. Instead of abundance, I'm now feeling lack, right? And like the motorcycle hasn't changed. It's the same bike. I haven't changed. The only thing is my thinking. And my thinking alone takes something that is a gift and turns it into something that is now lacking, something that I need more of. Something that I don't appreciate unless I got, you know. And I'm using that as an example, but I think we do that with everything. I think we do that with relationships. We do that with our work. We do that with our friends. And that mindset, that mindset. And also we do that at home when we don't travel. We just start to think. We just start to look around. We're like, oh, yeah, I wish I had these old Um, chairs replaced. I wish my shower was bigger. I wish, you know, I wish this and that and it's endless. Right. And I think generally for many of us, that's the default, unless we actively practice. I I love just practicing. I love this thing. This brings me joy. Um, it's not perfect. And one day I'll have this or I will, um, you know, Customize or buy this or whatever. But right now, this brings me joy. You know what this reminds me of is, um, and this is why I love uh, Marie Kondo so much her simple thesis of holding something in her, in her case, I think it's most, mostly clothing, but holding something in your hand and saying, uh, if this doesn't spark joy, I'll get rid of it. I love the, the simplification of going into a closet or a drawer. And if it doesn't move you, if it doesn't light you up, it shouldn't be in your life. And I also love that, you know, she's not about like buying expensive big things. They're just things that you have already. And so if you practice that and you practice having some life anchors in your life, um, all that's going to contribute to you living on a higher frequency, putting yourself into more of an uh, attracting and attractive state instead of a chasing one. This is uh, one of the big things I did um, as I restarted my life. And everything I'm talking about is free, right? You don't need a Ferrari. You don't need the corner office. You don't need a wedding ring. Um, This is free. And at that point in my life, I had nothing. My coffee was in styrofoam. The only dessert I could afford was a donut. There was no... um, you know trips anywhere um and even at, at that point in my life um i i had the same effects by doing it over a long stretch of time anyway thank you for listening and if you're interested in our series that we do on um, my premium show just go to the forward slash premium be well